prepare today, we love you and honor you. And Father, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed and we can be blessed, delivered, and set free. Whatever it is that we need, we want to receive it from you today. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk again about faith. Amen. There's so many different facets of faith. You never get done talking about faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Uh, faith is a necessary, uh, uh, what can I call it, Com- or component to life. And we have to know um, how to increase our faith. Now, we've been given the measure. You know, people are always saying, can you pray for me to have more faith? Will you, will you have enough faith? Amen. But what you do with your faith, the measure that God has given you, you increase it by reading the word. By hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. It won't come any other way. Because that is the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. So I I named my uh, title today, My Faith is in the Word. My Faith is in the Word. If your faith is in anything else, you're headed for a fall. Amen. But your faith must be in the word of God and nothing else. Not your job, not your spouse, not your friends, not your supervisor, not your stuff. But your faith must be in the word of God. Amen. So why don't we turn to uh, Hebrews 11. And that's the faith chapter. Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. And it says, now faith is... And I just want to stop right there. Most of you already know that faith is now. But, you know, God was showing me something else when it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. But it's not just this faith that you think you have or the faith that drags on and on that you haven't developed. But now faith is the substance of things. See, if you don't have now faith. In other words, now faith believes that you already have it. I'm already healed now. I already have whatever it is that God has. I already have the promise now. You have to have now faith. If you don't see the thing that you have been praying and waiting for, if you don't see it as having it now, then you don't have now faith. Does that make sense? So now faith, it says now faith Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So in other words, your faith is your evidence. Your faith is the evidence for what you are praying for that you don't have in the natural yet. Well, people say, well, when is it coming? I already got it. I already got it because it's already done. Because now faith, the now faith that I have is the substance of what you've been praying for. So you got your your evidence because you have now faith. Your faith is your evidence that what you are praying for is on the way. If you don't believe that, then you won't see it. God's already still done it, but you won't get it to materialize into the natural realm unless you look at it like that. It's only one way to view faith, and it's now. God's already done it. I'm already healed. Hallelujah. 
The evidence of things not seen is your faith. Amen. Let's see. Verse 2 says, For by it the elders, and those were the Old Testament believers that we read about. It says, um, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. See, they were complete in knowing and complete in what they received from God by using their now faith. And that's why they had a good testimony. If you don't have a good testimony, then you don't have one at all. Or it's not a testimony. So the, the elders obtained a good testimony. Why? Because of their now faith. They received the promise. In other words, they didn't look to see if it was here. They didn't look to see... Uh, what was going to happen by how they felt. They trusted in the word of God that once he spoke it forth, it was going to happen, that it was already done. So their now faith proved that they had what God had promised them. Amen. And this is why they had a good testimony. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Your world was framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Amen. In other words, if you can see it, it was not made by the invisible realm. It's just a thing. It's a, subs- it's a thing that was materialized in some other way. Amen. But if, if, if you cannot see it, I'm going to read verse 3 again. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. But they exist. Amen. But they exist. And, and the devil will challenge you on this. And that's a good thing to say to the devil. Oh, no. My husband exists. Amen. My, ho- my house exists. My car exists <laughs> because, see, they figure if you, they either think you're crazy or you're on to something. Amen. And so your now faith is, is a, the substance of what you don't have in the natural yet, but you have it not in your hands, but you have it because God has already given it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's already why it's already spoken. Amen. So when you speak the promises of God, you set your life in order. When you speak the promises, you set your life in order. When you speak negatively, you get it all messed. You know, you got to wait and you got to repent and get it back. You got to get back on the right track. I'll put it like that. So when you speak uh, the word of God, we're supposed to speak the same thing God has already spoken. Because we have a creative uh, let to the words that come out of our mouths just like God does. Our words create just like he is. And so we have to be careful not to talk negatively about what God has already done. Amen. Just because we can't see it don't mean it's not done. Amen. Your inheritance is a sure thing. You don't see your money in the bank every day. You don't look at it, but you know it's there. It better be there. Amen. If you, you know if something happened, you're on that phone. 
because it's supposed to be there. Although you don't guard it and you don't look at it 24-7, you know it's in. The, you know what your balance is or pretty much what it should be. But you don't see it every second of the day, but you know it's there. That's how the promises of God are. You don't see them 24-7. Some of them you do. Some of them you don't. But you know they're there. Why? Because they've already been spoken. God has spoken. And if we could get this one thing right here, if we could get this right, if we can understand how the, the promises of God frame our world. God has already spoken. And he's already said what he is going to provide for you. So it's done. But, if we, but, you know, if we don't act like it and if we don't live our lives according to what God has already said, then you don't see it manifest. And that's the problem. Amen. So, seen things are not made from things that are visible. But we know they exist. So how do they exist? Because they're framed. They're spoken. And when they're spoken... It's, our, it's done. That word frame means set in order. So everything that you have prayed for, if God told you you could have it, it's set in order for you. Amen. Your life is set in order. That word framed also means fitted and complete. Made fully ready. Complete what is lacking. So whatever you are lacking, when you pray and believe that you received when you prayed, you're no longer lacking because it will manifest. At some point in your life, it will manifest. Amen? Now, faith is also the title deed to your promise. It's the title deed. It's your legal document. Amen? Constituting evidence of a right to ownership. Amen? It's your title deed. It's your legal document constituting evidence of a right to ownership. Amen. In other words, I own it and my faith is the proof. Amen. You got to believe that if this is how people get healing so quick, they get, you know, you just get a rank sinner. And if you, you tell them that God says he's going to heal you, that you're healed, they'll pick it right up. But us Christians got to know when, what, when, why, how, and where's Christian? Um, yeah, what, when, who, I was going to ask Tanya what, you know, because she knows that she worked in the newspaper. Those are the newspaper questions that the reporters live by. And so, you know, we want, we, that's what we want to do. We want to question God about it. When is it coming? Why is it taking so long? And, all, and that's proof that your faith is not solid. And so when you feel yourself or when you are uh, trying to get a healing, if you're waiting for the manifestation, you're not in faith. You're not in faith. I was crushed when I found that out. (laughs) If you are waiting for a manifestation, then you are not in faith. Because faith says you already have it. Amen. Faith says I'm healed anyway. I'm healed anyhow, no matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter if I have pain, you are healed. Amen. 
And so you have to keep going. You keep going like that, pretty soon those symptoms will leave your body. Amen. Because you have to tell your body that it is healed. And if you have pain, you bind the spirit of pain in Jesus' name. We have authority to, to, to govern everything around us. Amen. We have authority to govern our bodies. We have the say-so. We tell Satan what he can and cannot do. We don't let him run over us. Amen. And so we, when, when the Bible says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed, then you know that you're healed. Amen. And if you say, but, but no buts, you're healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there's going to you're going to have some symptoms sometimes. But you have to speak to the symptoms, the Bible says, and command them to flee. Take authority over the devil. Amen. Resist the devil, and he must flee. Well, maybe he won't. What if he don't go? You keep binding him until he does. Amen. You keep going after it, going after it, because you have been given authority, amen, to tell the devil what to do. In other words, he's trespassing anyway, because we don't belong to him. We belong to God. Amen. That's just like your neighbor coming over telling your children what to do every day, and you're in the house. They have no authority over your children. You do. And so you boss them around or whatever it is. And so you have to make the devil let up off of you. And if you continue to do it, because he's hard-headed, you continue to do it. You continue, in other words, to exercise your faith. And that's what this is about. Exercising your faith. You continue to do it. The devil will leave you alone. Amen. So if God's words frame the world and its promises in it, then by faith we believe without sin. That's how we believe without sin, by faith. Amen. How do we know? Because God's word has already framed our lives. Amen. And so you know that by Jesus' stripes I am healed. You know it. Do I feel it? No. Do I... You know, have pain sometimes? Yes. But am I healed? Yes, I am. How do you know? Because the word has already been spoken by Jesus' stripes. You are healed. He's already done it. When he went to that cross, he healed us, and he doesn't have to do it again. He he already took the punishment so that we can be walk free of any kind of disease. We take authority over it. Amen. So we know that we are healed. But your faith must come with conviction. Amen? And conviction brings you to God. It brings you right smack dab in his face. (laughs) So you have to have conviction. And that word conviction means a fixed or firm belief. So you got to be fixed in your thinking. When your, your thoughts process start to wander, when you wander off, in your thinking, you got to bring your, your thinking back. And we have authority over how we think. And if you don't, if you have problems with how you think, then you get back in the Word. Until that Word cleanses your, your mind. Amen. And, and according to Romans uh, 12, 2, you renew your mind in the Word of God. See, that's why most people don't have, like some people say, I just don't have your faith. That's not it. Because we, I, I have the same measure you have. You have the same measure she has. 
So what it is is that your mind is not renewed in the word of God. You cannot, you know, you have to, to renew your mind in the word. Your mind must be renewed so that you can receive all that God has. But this is why your faith has to have strong conviction. Amen. When you have strong conviction, your heart is involved. And it's like, no, mm -mm, God healed me. I know it. And it will manifest soon. And I'm not, you you don't change your stance. Amen. You don't change your position because you don't have, you can't see something in the now. You believe, and when you believe, you receive it, you know. So that word conviction means fixed or firm. It means a firmly held, a firmly held belief or opinion. It's a view and a thought and a position that you take. It's a stance and you don't move. And this is why when people move and they say, oh, God didn't tell me that or I don't want it no more. This is why things shift in your life. But if you, can, you repent and continue to keep your conviction, continue to stand on the word of God, why should I do that? I haven't seen it because it's already spoken. It's already done. Amen. Just because you can't see. See, let me just say it like you should be able to see it. Let me go that route. You should be able to see in the unseen realm what God has already done. Amen. In other words, do you have a picture in your mind of being healed? Do you have a picture in your mind of your restored marriage? I do. Do you have a picture in your mind of your husband or your wife? Do you have a picture in your mind of your children? What are you doing to feed that faith? What are you doing to feed it? See, if you start to feed that faith, you'll be able to see it just like it was there. And this is why people give up because they don't exercise their faith. Amen. They just sit up and wait to see it in the natural before they believe it. Like Thomas. But that, you know, anybody can do that. Or they get hope when they see a little bit of something coming in or something changes a little bit. And then they want to have faith or attach their faith to that hope. And sometimes that hope is false hope or it's the wrong thing that you're attaching your faith to. And so those who wait until they see something in the natural will always be disappointed because it won't work. It may work for a season. Amen. But we have to receive things from God the way the Bible says we receive them. The just shall live by faith. Amen. And we are to trust the unseen realm because what materializes in the natural is from the unseen realm. It's what God, it's what you have envisioned. And I'm not talking about a religious experience. You understand what I'm saying? But you have envisioned what God has said that he was going to do for you. In other words, he's given you a picture of it. Amen. And you respect that. And then you have strong conviction that your faith, you know, nothing can tear down your faith. Amen. So when your faith comes with conviction, you got it. You're home free. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God will bypass what you thought you wanted. Amen. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. But sometimes when we start, I'll put it like this, when we start to trust God and believe God with what we want, it's totally different. You start feeling different. 
thinking different. And it's totally, your thoughts are totally different from what you thought you wanted. In other words, you're starting to see a shift. Amen. And you are starting to just calm down and move into a place of rest. When you move into a place of rest where you're not worried, you're not saying when God when, but you are trusting your faith and trusting the word of God and trusting in what God has already done, then when you move into that place of rest, then you see things move. Because you're on, on one accord with God. You're not resisting and fighting against him. See, when we're trying to get stuff done, you know, I hear um, people say, well, faith without works is dead and I have to do some works. And then we, that's when we start plotting on the plan B, C, or D. Or, you know, we want to move out and try to do something. And it's, it gets confusing sometimes. And then we land in, we wind up in a place that we shouldn't be. And so what we do when we are receiving something by faith, you have to drop back. You have to spend time with God and let him put you on the right road to where that thing is. Amen. And it always works. Now, your heart is is involved in this situation. Amen. The word of God will penetrate your heart until you surrender to God. See, a lot of us are trying to use our faith and get what God has for us, but we have not surrendered to God. Maybe that's the problem. Y'all understand? Amen. So your heart uh, must surrender and enter into the rest. Because, see, you can enter into a rest physically because you're tired, but your heart's not entered into the rest. So when you've entered into God's rest, you don't force things anymore amen you don't force your flesh fleshly abilities in other words amen you stop the works you stop the schemes amen and you stop trying to make it happen on your own amen hallelujah you stop trying to believe that's the other problem that's a hindrance to your faith trying you're not trying to believe anything You believe. Amen. If you're trying to believe, you're not in faith. So you have to stop trying to believe and just tell yourself, look, this is already done. Why am I trying to believe something that's already done and that's real to me, as real as anything else in front of me? And so you have to stop trying to believe. Just get off of that path. And retreat. I always like to retreat and get back in my word. And talk to God and ask God. Because sometimes you get confused. Ask God what you're doing wrong. Amen. But see, most of us don't do that. Because we already know. Let's flip over. Let's go back to four. That didn't go over well. But it's still true. Still true. Okay. Hebrews 4. Let's go back. 4.12. Hallelujah. Now this thing called... um, Using your faith to receive is not really hard. Amen. It's just you just got to be have a made up mind. It's like you have to be ready to. uh, How can I say it? Refute your own brain. Refute other people's mouths. When you're going to get this, you know, the devil like to send people up to you to ask you these things. And you just going to have to learn how to handle it. You know. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I already have what God has promised me. I'm not worried about it. Amen. Because I know it will materialize in the natural because I see it in the unseen realm. When you start to see what God has already given you, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's here. This is our Amos 9.13 season, and things are going to be happening so fast your head will swim. Amen. So don't ever count God out because he knows what he's doing. He's never late. He's always on time, and he knows exactly what you need and when you need it. Amen. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Now, if the word of God is living, then you're dealing with a living substance. See, most people that don't understand faith, they think you're just in hope land or you're deceived. Or you you have your hopes in something that will never hope and happen. But the word right there just says that the word of God is alive. So you're believing in something that's alive. You're not wasting your time. You you, You ever think about that? It's alive. It says, and powerful and sharp. Amen. Sharper than a two-edged Sword. Now, what are they taught? This Bible, what's it talking about? It's talking about the spoken word of God. It's alive. So you're not believing in something that's dead. You're not, you're look, you believing in something that's quick, sharp, not harsh, you know, something that is going to benefit you. So you're, in other words, this is just not a, a fantasy or, or a game. This is real. This is the word of God, and it has substance. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is why the Bible says to be strong in faith and watch and pray. And, and you know, it's not that you have to have your head stuck in the Bible 24-7, but you need to get in that word until you change your thinking. Amen. And when you stay in that word long enough to change how you think, because that's our holdup. Amen. And you know it is, because some days we believe, some days we don't. Some days we think God is with us, and some days we don't know. Amen. So when you find yourself like that, you get in the word. Amen. I know back in the day we used to pin little notes around the house on the mirror. Everywhere we would go, on the lampshade, you know, and to remind us that God was with us and that he meant what he said and he was going to do what he said he was going to do. Amen. But see, nowadays we don't, we don't do it anymore. But see, we were and that kept us in faith. Amen. And so what I have started doing is putting my little poster notes in a private place. But, you know. Whatever you do to keep yourself in faith, you have to do it. And that's the warfare. You know, there's going to be warfare around your, your blessing. Because the devil is fighting nonstop to make sure you don't get it. Because he wants you to think that your God cannot provide for you. And so there's a warfare set up by the devil to make sure that you see wrong think wrong, he'll set it up where you see the wrong thing. 
that'll knock you out in the ballpark. I've been there many times. Amen. And so what we have to do, cry out to God and get right back in the word. See, those things don't happen to me. He don't do that to me anymore because I'm past. You know, he knows he can't because he knows that my position is secure and my position comes with great conviction. And so this is what we have to do. We have to have great conviction. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how old you are. Stop letting the devil tell you it's too late for you. Amen. Crush that right now. Because I'm telling you, I, I can feel that. Or you too old to have a child. God knows how old you are. And he is waiting on us. And it's not that he's holding it up. You're not thinking right. See, we don't think right. And then we get mad at God because it's taking so long. He's waiting on us to think because, see, God cannot uh, overrule his word. I'll put it like that. He has to play by his own word. He wants to desperately go against what he's already said and give us what we want. But he can't do it. He would cease to exist if he did that. And so he has, there's laws and rules in the kingdom of God, in the spirit realm, and he must abide by those. And one of them is that we believe the unseen realm is for us, is real. Amen. And so God is looking at us like, well, what's wrong then? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I don't have what, what you promised. Well, I, I already did it. You know, and you can see how, how he's viewing things. It, it just doesn't add up. He's looking at us like, well, what's wrong with you? There it is right there. Or there he there, there it is. <laughs> Reverend Bruce, there it is. And so he says, I, I said I would do it. I've already done it. What's your problem? And then you look at God like, well, are you okay? I don't have it. It's not in my hand. That's not, you know, he says, oh, he said, just, just keep believing. Just keep standing. It's closer than you think. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God don't want to give us something when we're whining and screaming for it. Amen. We teach our kids better than that. When they start throwing a tantrum, we spank them. They want something, we give them a spanking and sit them down and time out. So while you're screaming and kicking, he ain't giving you nothing. He's just looking at that as bad behavior. He said, uh-uh, you ain't getting that until you start acting like you own it already. Amen. Act like you know what's going on. And what's really going on is it's on the way. It's already here, but it's on the way into the natural realm. You start acting like it, you'll see it. And so that's what's taken a long time. And then some things are just set for a specific time. I found that I didn't like it. But, you know, still I'm secure in my convictions of what God is doing. And that's a good place to be, amen, where, where your life is wonderful. And, you know, you're just enjoying life, enjoying serving the Lord, enjoying family and doing all of these things. And so you just have to trust God. God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm trusting you. I don't know what's taking so long, but I know it's not your fault. You got to get this stuff right with God. I know it's not you. It's me. Tell me. Ask God to show you what you're doing wrong. And he will show you. Amen. So the word can't be not real. I mean, this thing that you're believing for has to be real because the word of God is powerful and it's alive. 
and it's quick, amen, and it's sharp, and it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit, amen. It's effective and active, and it energizes. So this word that he has promised us must be alive. It must be real. It's real, amen. Can you think of anything else that powerful, sharp, living, alive, active, effective, energizing? That means it's alive. It's real. So God couldn't be just, you're not just wasting your time. Are y'all here? Amen. And it pierces to the division of soul and spirit. In other words, the word of God discerns your motives. Amen. And it's, it separates your flesh from your spirit and gets to the root of why you really want this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it says here, it, it, it's a division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. So try, stop trying to believe. And receive what God has already given you. Stop trying. That's the wrong thing to be doing. Amen. Receive. Thank I, I thank you, Father. Thank you what you've already done for me. I thank you what you're doing in my life. Amen. And start preparing. If you've not been preparing, maybe that has something to do with your weight. Amen. You know, it should be like um, whatever you're waiting for, you're ready to receive it today. Amen. If you're not ready to receive it today, then you're not waiting on God. Are y'all here? See, you have to look at this how God is looking at it. And God is, is, (laughs) he knows what he's doing. And so if you're ready to receive it right now today, then you're probably ready for it. If you say, well, wait a minute, God, I got to go clean up the house. (laughs) Then you ain't ready. Well, wait a minute, i got to go buy some food, you know, or whatever. I'm just giving you some examples. Hallelujah. So any promise spoken out of the mouth of God is living and powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not dead, in other words. You're not beating a dead horse. You're on to something. Are y'all here? It's the rhema word of God. And that's a rama is a word that's spoken or given. So in other words, God's already given it to you. So it's already spoken or given by God. Now the challenge is to confess what's already given without seeing it. What are you saying about what you're waiting for? What's your conversation about? You must be willing to speak about that thing without seeing it, but knowing, speaking, speaking confidently and uh, speaking encouragement that you know it's coming. Amen. Now, why do we have to speak it? Because your mouth has the same power that God has, and it creates. If you're not speaking, you ain't creating nothing. Are y'all here? Your mouth creates the same thing God's mouth creates. I'm telling you. Amen. 
It's a challenge to confess things that's not seen in the natural realm. But your mouth is creating. Your mouth must create what you want. Just like God spoke it, you got to repeat after him. Amen. Amen. And you have to speak it as though you have it already. Or as though you see it already. And not be like Israel who renounced God's promises. Which resulted in a whole generation dying in the wilderness. Because they failed to see in the invisible realm. They, they wanted everything right in front of them. And they died out. Amen. Faith's confession receives God's word. Because that word is rhema. It's spoken and it's creative and it's already done. The work is done. Amen. Rhema word stands firm upon the promises. It's not going anywhere. It stands firm. You know, I don't care if if it's in the next life. (laughs) Sooner or later, that word is going to come to pass. But you have to say it. Amen. Now, the Logos word or the completed word of God. Is the present, which the present word of prompt, let's see, the rhema word is the present word that's been spoken. Logos is the received word. And so you want the logos, right? From the rhema. Well, keep speaking. See, your words create just like God's does. And it's important for you. Well, why I have to say it? Because you believe it, don't you? If you don't say it, you don't believe it. Now let's go to James 1. And that's why it's so important for us to say it. God is not going to tell you, look, you're creating when you open your mouth. He's just going to tell you to say what you believe. But when you say it, you are creating the same thing that he's creating. Amen. Amen. Now, James 1.21, it talks about the implanted word of God or the engrafted word of God. Which has cut away all impurities from your heart. See, these promises have to be in your heart. If it's just something you want, something you're saying, and you're just going through emotions, then it won't work. Because the word of God must be, I'll say the promises of God must be engrafted into your heart. Amen. So let's see, let's read verse 21. And it says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive the meekness, receive with meekness the implanted, or that word means engrafted, word, which is able to save your soul. Amen. So the engrafted word is the cutting away of impurities. That's why it says, there, because I thought I had the wrong scripture at first, but it says cut away all filthiness. In other words, cut away sin. Repent for anything that may help hold up your blessing. Repent and allow the promises of God to purge your heart and cut away anything that's not supposed to be there. Amen. Because God doesn't want to bring something bad upon you by blessing you with something that's going to make you upset or something. I mean, God is preparing us. He's preparing you and me for what's to come. 
So if there's anything, like I'll use restoring a marriage as an example of, of engrafted word. He's got to purge your heart of all his past crap. Why would he bring your husband back on top of past hurts and wounds? So he has to get us to repent and then in, in, uh, purge our hearts so that the engrafted word can cut away everything that's not like him. All this. So when your husband come home, you ain't saying, well, what did you do back? Why you, you know, all this stuff. That's the past. And trust me, it'll come up. Amen. So he has to purge us of every impurity that's going to mess up this blessing when he comes. See, God is on the scene, but it's, it's a lot of work. I'd rather have, have the waiting job. I don't want the job that God has because he's got his hands full. Not that he is too much. He knows what he's doing and he can well handle everything. But see, you, I think God wanted me to explain to you today how faith works and what's behind the scenes of giving you what you want. Amen. He's got to purge my heart and cleanse so I won't be up in somebody's face. <laughs> Y'all got that? <laughs> With some old stuff. And then it's on. Because I don't back down. So... So he has to purge our hearts of every impurity, anything, any wrong thought, any, anything that's from the past that should be gone. And so he's going to fix that. So I, I'm clean and I'm going into this next stage of my life uh, confident that nothing is going to pop up that I don't know about. Amen. So God works these things out between people and has to cleanse the sinner's mind and the, or the prodigal and send him home. Amen. With bad paranoia. <laughs> they scared to death. And they know, you know, I don't want, they don't want to bump into the past anymore. And so all these things have to be worked out. And this is why this scripture, James 1.21, says what it says. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. That stuff, see, it says overflow. That stuff that's been hanging around. You just, I'm just waiting on him. I'm waiting on him. Because when I catch him, it's going to be too bad. You know, that kind of thing. And so, so that's the overflow. So, <laughs> so it says... He said to lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted or the engrafted word which is able to save your soul and their souls or your family's soul. I mean, he's working things out to work for the good. Amen. Okay, let's go back to Hebrew. Amen. Hebrew 11. Let's go back there again. And let's go to verse 11. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength. God will give you strength when you're on, on the right road, when you, when you are down with what he's doing and you understand totally what's going on. And you're allowing that engrafted word to cleanse your heart. He says, he will give you strength to conceive the promises of God. That's what he did for Sarah. Her situation was she was old. 
and her biological clock has ticked too many times. It was past ticking. Amen. So he gave her strength to conceive that seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we learned recently that somebody that we know that couldn't have children are pregnant. And with twins. Amen. Amen. Because God is so faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sheree has been praying for this couple and they're bearing children. And so God is true to his promise. He's going to do what he promised. In fact, he's already done it. But what we have, amen. It's already done. I'm healed anyway. Hallelujah. But we have to decide which side we're going to be on and get comfortable knowing that God has already done this. All we need to do is repent and just get back in the game. No fouls, no losses. Are y'all here today? Amen. God knew you was going to try a little something. That's what we do. (laughs) All these tricks and, you know, I think I played them all. But, you know, God is faithful. Amen. And he wants us not to give up. He wants us to get back in the game and trust what he has already spoken. Look, it's a done deal. It's a, if, you, if you tell somebody that you're going, you promised them some money and you shake on it and you give them a sign of contract, you can't back out of it. God has given his blood, his oath, and his promise on this thing. He ain't backing out. He is not backing out. Amen. He can't. He would self-destruct if he did. He's not backing out of this. This is done. He's just trying to get us to a receiving place. Amen. If that makes sense. Amen. So by faith, Sarah receives strength. God will give you strength to continue to stand. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to do verse 12. Let's see. Where, is, where am I at? Oh, verse 12 says, Therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. And that's talking about her husband Abraham, faithful Abraham. Amen. And he had the faith when and he got he got weak in faith just like we did. And and that's why God told him, Look up and look down. As many stars as you see in the sky, that's how many children you will have. Look down at the sand on the seashore, and those are how many children you will have. So every time he got discouraged, he looked up and down and saw his kids. And that's what, amen, that's what gave him strength to hang in there. And if you let, talk to God and get back with him, he'll give you something to hang on to. Amen. He'll either give you, like he used to give me pictures and visions, you know, and then, or you'll see a covenant truck go by. He keeps you in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And he knows just enough. He knows what you need to see for you to hang in there. You know, you're not wasting time and you're not doing anything wrong. Amen. Amen. 
sometimes we just don't know how to apply our faith and then encourage and and, and because there's all kind of faith. Faith, when we read, there's weak faith, there's strong faith. Uh, he told the uh, commander that says, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. He said, I have not, never seen such great faith. So there's great faith. There's all kind of faith. Amen. But it doesn't mean that we're wrong. It just means that we need to trust God a little more and, and ask God, help me. You know, give me a sign, some type of something. To keep me going. Amen. Hallelujah. And he will do just that. Amen. And, and this is what uh, I had to do. Check my daily confession. Amen. Check my daily confession. The real faith of God is, what is what's in God's heart. And this ought to settle it for everybody. The real faith of God is what's in God's heart for us. What's in God's heart for you? Amen. You know what's in his heart for you? What his written word tells us. Amen. That promise. That's what's in his heart for you. Check, check in with God to see what's in his heart for you. Amen. Now what's in his heart is what he's already spoken. He's already told you. Yes, I'm going to give you that. That's what's in his heart. And he would not, not do what's in his heart for us. He wouldn't go against that. Amen? He will stay with it. He means what he says and says what he means. And he is going to do, he's already done it. But you will see it materialize in the natural realm. You just stay where you are and keep trusting God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes you move into a place where you just know. It's scary. You just know. It's a good place to be. That place of knowing is the place where God wants us. And it could happen anytime. Amen. If it happened now, what would you do? Would you be ready? Would you be confused? Would you be discouraged? Would you be scared? You know, what, what would you do? And so those are questions for God. But what's in his heart is what he has spoken. So if you know that word that he spoke is in his heart for you, you wouldn't doubt it anymore. Amen? There's no more doubt. God is in remembrance. Put him to, in remembrance of his word. That's what we need to do. Sometimes God never hears from us. God, you said you would do this. Amen. Amen. And I don't need to see it to believe it. But I'm just putting you in remembrance of what you said you were going to do. I don't want you to forget me. Amen. It's biblical. Put him in remembrance. Hallelujah. God, you said. And I'm looking for you to do just that. I'm trusting you. And I just want you to know that I'm thanking you and start thanking him for it before you get it. Because, see, when you thank him before you get it, that means you believe it. Amen. See, God looks at all these little things we don't, we don't be doing. And, you know, but he says repent and get back in the game. Amen. And these are not big things. These are just, I call them tweaks. Little tweaks of what we need to do. Not, but they will hold things up. And so we need to put him in remembrance of what he's promised us. 
Put him in remembrance of what he said he would do. Amen. Put him in remembrance of what you've done for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, I've done this, this, and this, and I'm expecting. Hallelujah. And you don't say it with an angry, nasty heart, but you, you say it because you know the word of God has given you permission to put him in remembrance of you. Amen. He's given us permission to come boldly to his throne. Boldness don't mean loud and nasty. Because and, I had someone tell me that when I went to God and I said, look, you're going to do this. That's not. And I'm like, no, you don't do that. Amen. That's not boldly. <laughs> Bold is you're having the courage to come face to face with God in the secret place and announce what you expect. Amen. God, I believe your word. You said you were going to do this for me. And I'm trusting you with it. Amen. I know you're not a man and you would lie. And I trust your abilities. I know you have the best for me. You know what I need. I don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what I need, God. And I'm thanking you for it. Hallelujah. And so we have to, and then God helps us along the way. You know, this is the, the season, and it's been for a while, but more and more we're going to hear prophetic, uh, the prophetic voice. And the prophetic voice is to assure us of what's to come, to assure us of what God has said he's going to do, and to help us along the way with what we need to do. Amen? Hallelujah. And we found out that when we say hallelujah, that there's a, a you unleash <laughs> uh, uh, chariots of fire and, and uh, everything that you need to, to wage a good warfare and win. Amen. And so God helps us along the way with the prophetic voice. If you don't believe the prophetic voice, you won't have the ammunition you need to stay afloat until that day. Amen. Believe the prophet, you you will receive a prophet's reward. And so you have to integrate the prophet's um, the voice of the prophet along with all of your weapons of warfare, so that you know what to do, know what to say, know what time it is. You, we need this stuff. Or how else will we? How else will we keep the kind of faith that it takes to overcome? We need everything that God gives us. Amen. Ephesians 6, 9. You can turn there. We know what it is. And it talks about uh, not fainting. And that's what most of us do because we get tired. Amen. Well, when you enter into the rest of God, you're not, no longer tired. So when you enter into rest, you're just fine with God. Amen. You're on the gospel ship and you are not worried about anything because you know that you know that you know that your time is yet near. Amen. Hallelujah. So Ephesians 6, 9, I'm going to read it anyway. And it says, um, where am I? I'm not there. Where it says then you don't uh, faint if you don't quit. Maybe I have the wrong scripture. 
Hmm. I have the wrong. I have the wrong place. Well, anyway, I just say it out of my brain. It says, "You, if you don't quit, due season is coming. If you don't faint and don't quit, so do not grow weary." Where is that at? Don't nobody know. Hmm? Oh, maybe it's Galatians six nine. I've known it for heart for so many years, and so I just kind of wrote that down. Okay, thank you. It's Galatians six nine. It says, "And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season." You shall reap if you do not lose heart. So there's two things that this scripture is telling us not to do. Don't grow weary and don't lose heart. Lose heart means fate and quit. So if we don't do those two things, you're good to go. Amen. Hallelujah. And you will reap. You will reap. Amen. And so don't be discouraged. If, you, if you're discouraged or all of us have been there, then you, you just get in him. In him we live, move, and have our being. Go back to the secret place and get refreshed and restored. Amen. Romans 8.24. Hallelujah. And I don't think I have this scripture. So I'll just read some of it. It says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. In other words, if you see hope, if you can see something, that's not hope. You don't need to hope in something that you can see. Amen? For what a man seeth, why do, does he why do he yet hope for it? If, in other words, if you can see it, you don't have to hope for it. It's there. But if, you, if we hope for what we cannot see, then do we with patience wait for it? Yes, we do because it comes. Amen. My pages are tore out of here, so I can't read it out of the Bible. But you don't need faith for hope. <laughs> Avis got it for me in the Amplified. Good. Thank you. Romans 8. No, this is not the right one. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. What, what scripture is it? Two? Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me back up. Yeah, I didn't think it was two. And 24. I'm coming. Okay, it says, for in this hope we were saved by faith, but hope, the object of which is seen, is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? Verse 25 says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. It says we wait eagerly. In other words, thank you, Avis. We have encouraged hope. We are encouraged while we wait. We are not upset while we wait. We are encouraged. 
while we wait. Because we know that we know that we know that whatever God has spoken is going to come to pass. Why? Why do we know? Because the word of God is alive and quick. It's effective. Amen. It's sharp. And it puts asunder and separates flesh from spirit. And it's a discerner of what your motive is for why you want this thing. We know these things. And we know our hearts are pure. So we don't have to worry about that. Amen. So the word of God has the power to get you to your destination. Don't ever think God can't get you where you need to be. Because don't forget, he started this thing. He's the creator. He created the universe with that creative thing, those things which are called. He created those things with his mouth. So if he created the firmament, well, it was firmament, heaven, earth, the sun, sky. He created man. He can show enough give you what you want. See, amen. We have to keep these things in mind when we, because see, let me tell you how the devil works over time on us. He makes you think that's the biggest crisis in the world. He makes you think you'll never get it and never get over it because he makes you think it's impossible, which is a lie. So we keep thinking in that vein. And then we have a a big catastrophe when it's really not. Considering what we've seen God do. He created us in his image. He created man and woman. He He did all of these things. You mean to tell me he can't give you a house? A husband? Some kids? Amen. See, we have to keep our thinking straight. You mean to tell me you think he can't deliver you? Set you free? Amen. Amen. Matthew fourteen twenty two. if you want to write that down, if you want to go there, you can. I'm going to go there as soon as I can. 14, 22. And it's talking about Peter. When, when, he, when Jesus told him to come, then we talk about spoken things. Amen. You're going to the other side, he said. Because Jesus said it, it was spoken, so we just need to believe it. Amen. 14.22. So he told his crew... I'm going to see you on the other side. Now, if God, if God tells you that you're going to the other side, where are you going? To the other side. Why would you doubt that? Amen. But you know some of them doubted it, right? Amen. 22 says, um, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitude away. He had just got finished preaching and feeding the 5,000. Amen. It says in 23, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And now when evening had come, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary. Amen. Now in the fourth watch, that's between 3 and 6 a.m., amen, of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, 
<laughs> they were troubled. They thought he was a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And the Bible says, but immediately or straightway, Jesus spoke to them saying, but be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Verse 29 says, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, and it's like two words you should underline, come and saw, they're underlined in my Bible. And when he saw that the winds were boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cried out saying, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand. You see how it says immediately God saves us. He doesn't let us (laughs) go under before he decides to save us. Amen. Amen. He says, this Bible says, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, in verse 29, he gave the command to come. And when he said come, Peter followed that creative let of the word. He, he followed that word that creates. Amen. And he came. That's how he was able to walk on that water. Amen. Because the word created the faith that he needed to take a step forward to come. So he was walking on water, but he was walking in faith. And then in verse 30, it says he saw. And so when he started to look around and look at the conditions around him, fear came in. And he started to sink. Now that's what happens when we look in the natural and things don't look like it's going our way. We start to sink. We start to lose hope. We start to get fear. Amen. But what did Jesus say in verse 31? He saved him and then said, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? So doubt will come when you don't see nothing. Or when you see stuff not looking right. If God says he's going to give you a job at some specific company. And then when you get there to fill out an application, they tell you no more applications today. We're, we're not hiring for six months. That's a, that's a movement of the water. That's a boisterous situation, in other words. And when you see that, most people would say, well, I thought, you know, God's not with me. But it's not. It's just that it's closed to everybody but you. Because God opens doors for those that he wants to open doors for. Amen. See, he will create a position at that place. I don't care how many people he's not hiring. He did that for my son. I said, do you want to work here? He kept telling me what everybody was saying. I said, I don't want to hear that. They're not hiring for this and that, and and they're going to put us, uh, you know, it was a temporary hiring for 90 days. And he was saying, well, they're they're not going to be hiring anybody. And they said, I said, I don't want to hear anything those people were saying, nobody. Well, these people know. I said, do you want this job? 
I cut him off. I said, I don't want to hear that. You tell me what's in your heart. He said, I want it. I said, well, it's yours. And he got hired. Two people out of all those 3,000 people, he was one. They hired two people, him and another guy. So you can't look at what it looks like. Amen. Amen. Praise God. See, God, because of an oath and a promise, and because of your, uh, you know, you're in this uh, covenant with me, he owes that to my kid to get him a job. Amen. If his faith is for that job, then that's what he'll get. But you can't go by what everybody else is doing. Amen. And that other one guy must have been in faith too because they hired two people. Amen. And he's been there 27 years. Hallelujah. So you have to know that you know that. Not that you know so much, but you have to know what you want. And that's why I kept cutting him off. I said, uh-uh, what do you want? What do you want? And he wanted to tell me what everybody, I said, what do you want? Do you want this job? Yes. And he got it. Amen. Within the 90 days, he got it. In fact, he got it on the 89th day. Hallelujah. So God will do things for you and see if he's with you in that. He's, he's with me in other things. And so, you know, we can't pick and choose what God is with us in. He's with us in everything. Amen. Hallelujah. God told Daniel, I did it on the first day that you spoke. He says, but I have, um, I had trouble. (laughs) You know, the prince of Persia held me up for 21 days. He says, but I did it the day you prayed for it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's in Daniel 10. If you all want to go there, we can go there right quick. I know you don't want to really go there, but go there anyway. 1250. I don't care whether you want to go there or not. 1250. It's stuff that's just going to help you and it's going to help me. Daniel 10:13. And it says, um, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. 21 days and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me see when the devil uh, come in like a, a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him amen so Michael the chief uh, angelic prince came to fight that prince of Persia which is the evil ruler of wickedness amen hallelujah Let's see, did I read about, uh, yeah, that's good enough. You get the picture. He says, he, uh, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I have been left alone here with the kings of Persia. Amen. But anyway, it's, it's this way. God is fighting spiritual wickedness in high places because of you. Amen. The same prince that came to visit and stop Daniel's miracle is the same prince that's fighting over what you want from God. Amen. And this is why we fight the warfare. There's warfare over your rhema. Can you please write that down? And when you get discouraged and when you start to think God didn't say that or I don't want it anymore, would you please understand there's warfare over your rhema? Hallelujah. Praise God. 
And that's why we have to talk right, think right, do right. You got to do it all. Having done all, but keep standing. Don't quit, amen. Don't stop, don't quit. Don't think. But continue to do what God has told you to do. Well, what did he tell me to do? He told you to believe. Continue to stand. And do not faint. Amen. For in due season, you will receive the promise. Amen. You will receive. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this is what spiritual warfare is. Some people think spiritual warfare is totally something that is not. Amen. They think it's binding the devil and fighting the devil and they don't have any power to stop it. They don't even know where he is. Or the legal name for different uh, uh, devils over certain territories. You have to really know who you're fighting. Amen. And it's not your brethren. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. See, you can't fight the false accuser. You have to fight the wicked one that's holding up your stuff. Amen. Or trying to hold it up. So there is spiritual warfare fought in your behalf. And trust me, God knows how to win. Amen. In fact, he has already won. But God says, look, I, I, I did it the first day you asked. And this is why you have to believe Mark 11:22. Speak it out and believe you receive when you ask. It is done. And we, some of us, we just need to make, just, just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm not going here anymore. Because I know it is done. You have already given me everything that you have promised. Amen. But there is still a warfare to be fought. Hallelujah. So there's a warfare over the spoken word. Over your rhema. Amen. Now, what's your level of word? In other words, what level of word do you have on the inside of you? Because it's going to determine how you come through. Amen. What level? Amen. You ask high, but have a low level of faith. Amen. Amen. So when your word level is low, God doesn't really want you to change what you ask for. He wants you to bring that level up. Amen. Bring that level up. How do you do that? By Romans 12, 2. Amen. Renewing your mind in the word. God gives us according to the power within us. That's Galatians 3.20. You can write that down. What is the power? What is, he says, what does that scripture say? According to the power that worketh in us. I can't remember. Well, let's go there. Galatians 3.20. Right quick. He gives us according to the power. See, that's why he can't give you more than you have faith for. Y'all here today? It all makes sense, doesn't it? Amen. And see, this will help us get do the things that we know that we need to do. Okay, 320. And it says now, let me see. Okay, thank you. I think I wrote the wrong scripture down again. I don't know. 320. But it's, I think it goes now to him who is able. 
to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And it says, according to the power that worketh within us. That's the scripture I'm looking for. Amen. But what's in your spirit? Now you know that makes sense. According to the power that worketh in you is the amount that's in your spirit. The amount of faith that's in your spirit. Amen. Doesn't mean you can't get there. Amen. Because it's not to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. But it's according to what's in your spirit. So if you don't have enough, we need to go to God with that. And increase your faith by increasing the hearing of the word. All this stuff can be fixed. Minor fixes. And it always leads you back to God. Amen. Matthew fifteen seven talks about ask what you will and it shall be, be done for you. And it shall come to pass at last. It shall come to pass. Amen. Write that down and why don't you read that when you get home. Matthew 15, 7. Because the more you get in the word, the more your faith is going to strengthen. And it's the level of, of the faith. Amen. The level of what's on the inside of you. It's according to the power. That's what that means. According to the power that worketh in you. Your faith works on the inside of you. And so God can't give you high level stuff if you got low, low level faith. I mean, it can be done. Because all you got to do is believe it. But you got to put more in there. Put more in there. Put more in there. Because God, uh, he's already done it. The, minute, the moment you asked, that's good to know. It's done. But pour more into your faith uh, bucket. So that you can receive all that God has for you. Because what's in his will is what's in his word. And what's in his word is the promises that he has for you. And I'm going to tell you, he has surely done it. Amen. He has surely done it. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will stand forever. It's not going anywhere. Because it is surely done. God's already done it. So what do we need to do? Act like you know it's done. Act like you know it's done. Daniel was wondering, well, where's my miracle? Where's my help? But when God gave him a revelation, he says, I answered the minute you asked. But the angel of, of uh, Persia held me up, but we took care of him. But there's a warfare over your, your spoken word, over your rhema. And you have to understand these things. Amen. And keep on going with God. Just because it's a little late, according to us, it's on time with God. But, amen. But just because it's a little late in our eyesight, do all the things that you need to do. And it's not much. And keep the main thing is keep believing. Keep believing and keep speaking, speaking that word over your miracle. Amen. Okay, Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you for the faith. Amen. Amen.